Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start a new week here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre owned inventory, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And every Monday show, brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or at purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, and of course, for this time of the year, boat, RV, all that good stuff, all your insurance needs, they have it ready for you to protect what matters most. The best in the business, true pros. Can't wait to see them August 4th for the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. That is Wednesday, August 4th. Looking forward to that. Steve's going to be there, myself, a couple of us from SBC will be there playing, and then we'll do the show live 3 to 5 right here on WKOK. So looking forward to that over at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. That'll be Wednesday, August 4th. And this was a, a wild sports weekend centered by a very strange Saturday evening in baseball. And a little bit scary after what happened at Nationals Park. Luckily, nobody, no lives were lost. We did have some injured, four were injured total. And luckily it seemed to be an incident that had nothing to do with the game. It just happened it just happened to occur right outside the third base side, it seems at least from the initial reports that we heard. But you just hope nothing like that ever happens again. Especially now when we're all just getting back to normal, enjoying going back to the ballpark, not having to necessarily worry about the pandemic or anything like that and then you have something like that happens it, it's hard it, it's 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 hard to see that but hopefully that'll be the only time that happens I know you had the other arrest that happened right before the all-star game where I guess there was a man arrested where he had tons of ammunition on him maybe planning to carry out some attack at least that wasn't anything like that. It looked like it was just a separate incident that just happened to occur at the wrong place at the wrong time. But that was certainly a chaotic scene. 
And you definitely, if you hear it, if you heard the broadcast and you heard some of the highlights, you can hear the gunshots at the field. And, of course, you saw fans go into this, go into the dugouts. You saw Padre players bringing family members that were with them on the trip. Yeah. That was that was weird. And then, of course, the Yankees fan stupidly throwing the ball into left field. But, uh, I mean. Yeah, let me say something about that for a moment. Um, we'll, I'll, I'll do it on both. First of all, how quick thinking and I thought heroic Tatis was, Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. for getting out of there, getting family and others, and get them into the dugout because you don't know if it's happening inside the ballpark, outside the ballpark. You listen to the, you listen to the uh, Padres network, TV network, and it just you just hear shooting and it's echoing. So you don't know if it's inside or out. I thought his quick thinking set the tone for everybody else and deserves tremendous credit for that. As for the Yankee fan, I don't understand what's going on out there with certain individuals, and it's individuals. You know, the fan that took the Rory McIlroy six iron at the Scottish Open. What are you doing? It's not yours. What are you doing? Now let's get to the the Yankee fan. You got tens of thousands of people at Yankee Stadium that are rooting for the Yankees or in some cases rooting for the Red Sox. They may yell Yankee stink, they may yell Red Sox stink, whatever. There's good-natured ribbing between fans. You got tens of thousands of Yankee and Red Sox fans, especially Yankee fans in this case, because it was in New York and the Bronx, that are awesome fans. I mean, like legitimately great fans. And then you got this individual. Like, what is wrong with you? I mean, I don't. I just. I don't get this. What are you thinking? I know he's in jail right now. I got that. What are you doing? You can't do that. And believe me, you go to Fenway Park, you're going to have tens of thousands of fans at Fenway Park as well. They're going to be rooting for the Yankees, the Red Sox, or whatever it may be. And guess what? You may have one knucklehead in right field do the same thing to Aaron Judge. What are you doing? You can't do that. This has nothing to do with the Yankee Red Sox thing. That has nothing to do with it. Zero. This has to do with with what we're seeing from some fans right now. And I just think I I look at it and I go to the game. Just have fun. Have a good time. If you hate the other team, you hate them. That's fine. But like, leave it at that. Something like that too far. And I don't quite understand the mentality of what we're seeing right now with that. I don't know about you, but that's how I view it. On the same way. And you date back to everything that happened during the NBA playoffs. I mean, same thing. Enough's enough. Yeah, enough is enough. I just wonder where it's going to come to a point now especially with the NBA because fans are so close and now even with some of these outfield seats 
are they officially well, going to be taking away because of is one person going to ruin it for everybody where there's now going to be less seats available for fans because people can't control themselves? I, I don't think they can. I don't think they can do that, Matt, because I don't think right now, like with the NBA, you know, you don't have fans be on the benches right now because of COVID reasons. All right, but I think that they badly as ownership, they want to sell those. I believe that too, but. It's it's just something that you think of in the back of your head that is one yeah. person going to ruin it for everybody. But yeah, ultimately, I don't think no anyone's going to restrict seating because for that exact reason. Yeah. Um, but I think it's legitimate to ask the question, though. Well, see, what's happening over and over again is that fans are getting closer and closer to the action because... That is, that's what owners owners want. For example, media used to be, I mean, actually a buffer between the fans. Let's take an NBA game. The buffer between the fans and the court used to be media row. Well, you notice there's no media row down there. Yes, Mike Breen, Mark Jackson, and Jeff Van Gundy do have their table at center court, but they're flanked by seats on either side. You know, and I know this from experience just in the Big Ten, for example. Now, Penn State, we're in the exact same broadcast spot we've been the entire time. We've never been on the floor uh, at Penn State. And, you know, and part of the reason's me. I mean, they, they lit- literally did ask me back in 1995 when they were building the place, they, you know, what my preference was. And I said, well, I like actually being up a little bit so I can see the action, whatever. So I, I think that's the reason we're where we are is because of something I said. Uh, but if we were on the floor, it'd be fine, too. But we used to be on the floor at Ohio State. We aren't. We used to be on the floor at Michigan. Actually, no, we, I, I take that back. We actually were in a broadcast location just above the student level. And now they've sold those seats. We used to be on the floor at Wisconsin. We're now up. We used to be on the floor at, let's see, let me think where else we've been on the floor. We used to be mid-level at Minnesota. They put us in the corner because they sold those seats. They, let's see. Any place else where we've moved? Some places we've been at like four or five different locations over time. Um, but see, that's happened with us where they've sold the seats and we've been moved. Okay. And that's the way. that's the way it's become. And you know, and that's fine. I mean, that's I, I have no, I have no issue with that. I, you know, I have no, I have no issue with that. Because I understand that the what the bottom line is. Now, I don't want to be moved to a location. I, let me put it this way: Where they moved us at Michigan, they moved it where they believe it or not. One corner of the floor is obstructed by the basket. It's I, why are we here? <laughs> um, Ohio State isn't as pronounced. 
Now, Michigan State were on the floor. Uh, let's see. Purdue were on the floor. Northwestern were on the floor. Illinois were on the floor. Indiana were up. And then they're not going to sell those seats. Um, let's see. Wisconsin were up now. Now, Nebraska were on the floor, and we're the buffer between the fans and the. They got the fans back in Nebraska. We're, we used to be up, believe it or not, uh, in a corner area at Iowa. Now we're on the floor next to the bench. So I'm, you know, I'm just explaining over time. That's what they did. So then, you know, believe me. You know, in the NBA, you're not. You know, they they, they want to sell those seats for a premium price. They are not in any way, shape, shape or form getting rid of them. How about that? Same thing in baseball. They're not gonna. They're not gonna put a buffer. It's it's cheaper to hire security than it is to uh, than to eliminate seats. But you're talking about for one person. I mean, that's just one individual versus tens of thousands who were great fans that night. And I'm talking about the the Red Sox fans that went, the Yankees fans, and they were just bad, a lot of bad people. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also oh, just like that. to point out, it wasn't Philly fans. Yet. <laughs> See, your people. I was very kind and generous to the uh, Yankee fans in my commentary. You were. I appreciate that. And I also said that it could happen in Fenway, too. Yep. Exactly it right. Happen, it can happen anywhere. It can happen anywhere. Again, most fans are awesome. I mean, it's like, like I told like the fan who took Rory McIlroy's six iron. What are you doing? <laughs> What is wrong with you? You look at the player goes, I need my six iron. Ah, some guy stole it. But what are you doing? And also one of the head covers. Like, what entitles you to do that? What entitles you to throw a baseball at Alex Verdugo? What? You like throwing a microphone at the suit. And that would hurt. And that would hurt. Especially our mics here. No, it would just hurt personally if the suit got wounded. (laughs) Yeah, that would not be ideal. Because then we'd have to hear about it. There'd be some story about how he was heroic, the way he handled it, you know, things like that. It's like, oh, my goodness, what are we doing here? All right, we'll take a break. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. It's August 4th. It is on the horizon. We need to check and see, by the way, about uh, how we are on, uh, how are we doing right now in terms of openings. Because I want that thing sold out. 
because it benefits so many with the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. I want it sold out. You got me, Matt? Sold out. We're working on it. Yeah, but you you said the suit's going to play. Now you got all sorts of people going to Purdy asking for insurance. <laughs> all right, back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. And there's some discussion right now going on between Alex Verdugo and left field and some of the fans to the point where the game is being delayed. Yeah, they threw a ball at him, I think. And Jaron Duran in his first big league game comes over and uh, tries to help Verdugo calm down. You can see the ball in next to him. And the umpire is doing their best to point out who threw it. So they can show him the exits. Verdugo understandably upset about it. Somebody who interacts with the fans and loves to have those interactions. Ton of personality, but not happy with it. That's a Joe Davis, ever the pro. And uh, John Smoltz, ever the pro. Handling the situation on the air and doing so calmly and intelligently and thought they both handled it really well and and obviously you know Alex Cora had to get his team off the field because I mean you thousands of thugs all the way just one guy sorry Just thinking about your people again Just kidding. What? Nah, you were you were very partial. No, it, it it shouldn't have happened. And believe me, and I said you know, remember when I talked about the Adam Jones situation in Fenway Park? Same yes. thing. It, 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 this stuff happens. If it happens one time, it happens too many times. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle, whatever it may be. They'll make sure that you are insured and not only that not only insured but also you'll get the best price 
They want to save you as much money as possible. It is Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com and the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament coming up on August 4th, benefiting the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We want the tournament sold out. It'll be the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. The Major League Baseball draft saw four Nittany Lions selected. Not only that, the NHL is going to have the expansion draft with the Kraken coming up on Wednesday and then the entry draft next week. All right, so let's bring in Brian Tripp. First of all, Brian, welcome, and I uh, hope everything went great for you at Bayberry Hills on Cape Cod. It was great. I wish the weather was better for you. You know, we got 12 holes in. You didn't get any, but it was no. great to see you at the golf course. How was Bayberry Hills, by the way? I was. You know what? I enjoyed the course, and I wasn't having the best day. But anytime you can chip in out of the sand for a birdie Ooh. towards the end of your round, it makes everything seem so much better. Ooh. Yeah, it was a little foggy when we were at the Cape. A little foggy when we were there. We had, uh, I guess, Elsa moved through. You had some sun. Yes, I did. Uh, I had some sun on Sunday. Yep. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, a little foggy, but did get out to the beach Wednesday evening for sunset, and it was yeah. remarkable. Now, I can see why that's the Steve Jones preferred destination for travel. Next time you go there, I'll give you I'll give you three courses I want you to, to okay. consider. Actually, four. I'll give you four to consider. One's Dennis Pines. The mm-hmm. other one is Bass River. Mm-hmm. Cranberry Valley. And then I'm going to give you the British Open Lynx course. It's a nine-hole course. Highland Light up in Truro. Mm-hmm. And it's called Highland Light because the lighthouse is right behind the seventh green. Oh. There you go. Oh. Well, I like the courses. I like a beach course, too, because where the trees are, even if you hit it into the trees, you can actually find your ball. It's not like there's poison ivy and no, all no. this gross underneath it. There's just pine straw and needles and sometimes just burnout, dead grass areas, and you can actually punch out. So I can find most of my balls <laughs> even when I hit them. No question about that. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the four Penn State baseball players that got picked in the draft. Uh, first of all, it ends up, it, remember, it's a 20 round draft, not 40. So Penn State ended up getting four. What were your thoughts on the four guys that got picked? Yeah, I think I went into the draft thinking they had as many as six that could possibly hear their name call. And then for them to get four guys selected, I think it speaks to the development that Rob Cooper, Sean Moore, and Josh Newman and the entire staff that they have have done. If you look at their track record, I know they'd love to have a little bit more success in terms of the record in the Big Ten, but they've really done a great job since he's been here at developing prospects and getting them ready for the next level. Um, I wasn't surprised of any of the four. I know Houston was really high on Justin Williams. Right. They came to see him at the end of the year, the last homestand against Rutgers, and he was just hitting the ball all over the place to both fields with power. So I wasn't surprised to see him go, especially to Houston. Connor Larkin has tremendous stuff. Uh, I know his numbers, his strikeout numbers to walk numbers, his strikeout-walk ratio is really good this year, which obviously teams are going to like. That They know he already has command of the zone. I think what you've seen, too, 
Connor Larkin, Kyle Verbisky, and Bailey Dees, when they stepped on campus, you could already see that they had elite potential. But what they did is they worked hard, they learned their craft, and they went, as you know, Steve, from covering the spikes all these years, the biggest transition. And if you can do it as a college pitcher, I think that gives you a jump start at the next level. Yeah. Is instead of being just a thrower, you become a pitcher. And not only did they become pitchers, they add each guy added another pitch this year to his arsenal. And I really thought Larkin, with his stuff, mm-hmm. was probably a sure thing. I thought Rabitsky was a sure thing. And, and Bailey Dees, who's their Friday night guy, he probably had a year that if, he, if you asked him, I think, to a man, he'd tell you he'd like some starts back. But he wasn't at his best. But what impressed me most about Bailey is when he didn't have his best stuff, he would still battle for five, six innings. I think that shows a mature pitcher. And then if he can just harness his potential, uh, he may be the best of the bunch, even though his numbers weren't as good as the other two this year. Well, y- the Yankees ended up picking him. So, yep. I mean, and, and, yep. and I, I think that worked out well uh, for them along the way. I also think the fact that, you know, some other Penn State pitchers along the way have had some success mm-hmm. in terms of being drafted, I think that that – then attracts other people to seeing your people. Yeah, I think, look at what Taylor Lehman has been able to do. He was undrafted to work, yeah. and you saw him with Williamsport, yeah. work all the way up to Reading. Justin Hageman's been tremendous in the Dodgers organization, and he was selected in the, what, the 20-something round, right. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Eric Mock is double-A with the Cleveland Indians. And, yeah. again, these aren't guys that are top five-round picks, the Biazzi yeah. brothers. These have, these have been guys that, look, outside the top five rounds, it, it's a crapshoot. Team teams are taking flyers on guys, but they see that these Penn State pitchers are ready for the next level. And I think what Josh Newman has brought to the staff, his credentials, his playing experience, to add a guy like Austin Urban into the staff the last couple of years, too, as a former minor league player, uh, came back and got his degree at Penn State. Uh, they've really been valuable tools to these pitchers, and, and what you're seeing is pitchers that go to the next level already, I think, ahead of the curve from a lot of their peers when they get to that next step. I think if you play in the SEC, I think you're pretty close to a double-A level to begin with. That, I mean, that's my observation. What do you think mm-hmm. the Big Ten is? I think it's it's like in between A and double what do you see? Yeah, I would say I would say high A. I would yeah. say high A. I think what you're seeing in the Big Ten is the bottom tier teams have been forced because of whether it's facilities, just support from administration, um, the success of other programs in the conference. Those teams that have been the bottom tier, the depth has improved in the league. So there's always been, in the last decade of me watching Big Ten baseball, there have always been three, four, five teams. Where you think, That's a team that can go to a regional and do something. But now you're seeing teams that maybe are traditionally more towards the bottom of the league. They have a Friday night guy who's a potential first three-round draft pick. It could be Purdue, it could be Northwestern, it could be yeah. teams that maybe have had a lot more success like your Michigans or Indiana's. If you're seeing the depth of the conference improve, and I think it goes to the support that the universities have gotten from their administrations, these programs have gotten from their administrations, and teams are seeing, and what's paid off in the Big Ten is your Indiana's with a Kyle Schwarber, um, Purdue, Illinois with Tyler J, and 
and Duchesne a couple years ago. Right. You're seeing guys have success in the Big Ten, getting drafted in the first round, getting drafted in the top three rounds, and realizing this is a place I can go play and develop to be a professional and having a team like a Michigan in the College World Series and going all the way to the national championship two years ago doesn't hurt as well. These teams are good, and I think players are realizing you don't have to go south to have success at the collegiate level. The expansion draft of the Seattle Kraken will be on Wednesday night. That will then be followed, I think it's next week, by, by the entry draft. Uh, anything you're looking for there? Um, well... I think Big Ten hockey fans certainly want to see how many Michigan guys go in the top ten and if they'll end up signing with their NHL teams or a guy like Owen Power who already said right. he wants to come back to Michigan another year, Matty Beniers. So I think from a Penn State fan perspective, you're seeing what other prospects right. across the league are going to get drafted, how high, and if they sign with their professional teams because that would impact who's available or who's not available when competing in the Big Ten this year. I think with the Seattle thing, it's interesting because what Vegas was able to do, I'm not sure that model, now that model, they, they found every loophole that there was out there, right. and they were able to exploit it. I, I, that's not going to be available to Seattle, but I think what's interesting when you look at the player pool out there, how does Seattle balance future salary cap versus trying to be as successful from day one as possible to see a a Tarasenko, a Carey Price, uh, unprotected. Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors that Seattle will draft Tarasenko, but then flip him right away to a team like the Flyers are very high on him, and they want to add an elite winger. So I think just all the movement that will happen across the NHL, that's fascinating to me, and what model they'll take to build their team. Um, and the thing that benefits Seattle is the division they're playing in. Right. They can, they can. That they should have a lot of success right away. In yeah, the Western got, Conference outside right. of Edmonton and the Avs, I think Seattle and Vegas, those are the three Vegas. teams outside of those yeah. three teams. They can be successful. Well, if I'm them, um, I do that with Tarasenko. I draft him and, and flip him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do take Carey Price. And, and I take Carey Price because I look at Mark Andre Fleury and I say that gives me my best shot out mm-hmm. of the gate of at least having some success. And I take Yanni Gord from uh, yep. from Tampa Bay. Then after that, I start filling it around these guys. You know, Van, yeah. Van Riemsdyk might might be a guy I take too from the Flyers because he's unprotected. Yeah, I think if I'm the GM, and I know they don't feel this way, some teams I would take on enough salary to be relevant right away because I think that makes your team and your city and they're going to have amazing fan support. They're sold out for what the right. first seven years. Um, that makes it a destination. Once you prove you can have success, that's going to make other players want to come play there and be a part of your organization. So I think having success right off the bat, well, it was certainly more important in Vegas because that was far the market more, far where you more, really yeah. weren't sure what was right. going to happen. Right. Seattle, you know the market's going to be successful, yeah. but you still want to be successful from day one and not be a team. Uh, that, that's why Atlanta, that's why those organizations had struggled for so long because the model wasn't built for their success. Uh, it, it's been different this time around again. Yeah, Vegas needed to right away because there's a million things to do in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta needed to be because you already had the Hawks. You already had a winner component. Seattle doesn't have the the NBA, which just continues to circle a fogged-in airport when it comes to this stuff. All right? There's no winner component. 
So Seattle yeah. does have a window where they can kind of coast along and keep their fans and maybe build something. But, you know, a guy like Carey Price would give them a little star power out of the game. Yeah, I think you need star power. I think you need a little gravitas in the locker room and the respect that he's going to bring a culture guy. I think it's a balance yeah. of not only talent. you got to have culture and guys know how to do things the right way. And you can't just pick all 24-year-old players no. who you're going to have for a couple of years. you got to pick some guys that are in the 30s. It's just the way it is. Right, it's the way it is. You know, And, and you can get enough other guys along the way. That's not going to be. Yeah. Um, but you can fill around it. Where if you can not finish last, mm-hmm. I think that's that is that is a goal. Don't finish yeah. last, and they're in the division, by the way, where I think there's a good chance they don't finish last. So, I agree with that. And the one player I would watch too is because they have Dave Hackstall as their head coach before Jack, because he had his best right. season under Hackstall when he was with the Flyers. I think right. Pittsburgh. Yeah, you'd love to see Bluger or Tanev on, on the Penguins again next year. I think they're good players for him. But the Flyers, because of how they finished this year and how bad they were defensively and already making a move for Ellis from Nashville to trade away Nolan Patrick, uh, a yeah. guy that they spent a second overall pick on. The Flyers fans should be very you – know, you've got to really watch because I think there's a lot of movement that could happen within the Flyers organization in the next two weeks that ties into both Seattle and the right. NHL entry draft. Yeah, and there'll be a lot of maneuvering. A lot yeah. of maneuvering. Maybe not as much maneuvering as Vegas because I think people learned lessons from the maneuvering that Vegas made. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think we're going to do that again. Well, let's not give them a shot to win the Stanley Cup every year. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, great to have you back. Thank you, Steve. Ryan Tripp, Nate Bauer, next half hour. Great to have you with us today. As we continue with, boy, we are so close to August. You know what August is? Well, yeah, it's the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. It's the suit's favorite month sports-wise. Yes, that's also true. That's the equivalent of saying I enjoy circling a fogged-in airport. All right, um... (laughs) No offense, he scares me. All right. Um, really, he scares me. S-U-I-T, that spells suit You are so on the money, yes. So true. Um, we'll come back with more in a moment. Yes, Prairie Memorial Golf Tournament on the 4th of August. Looking forward to that. I think that's great. And, uh, yeah. Boy, I'm looking forward to being in that. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Well, I already know it's going to be a lot of fun. As we continue here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Life on the water comes in all shapes and sizes. From a fishing boat or pontoon boat to a jet ski, we keep you protected. This is Season from Purdy Insurance. We can help make your time on the water relaxed and worry-free with comprehensive protection for you, your friends and family, and your watercraft and boating equipment. We're independent and local, and we'll find the right boating insurance to fit your needs. Call our Sunbury office at 570-286-5855 or go to purdyinsurance.com and see what we can do for you. Slider up in the zone. Gets Myers swinging. Andres put three more on the board. Eight to four. 
you can hear the gunshots in the background at Nationals Park. And one of the fans who had left the park early was one of those inadvertently hit. Yeah, they've had problems with violence in the, not specifically in that area, but around there. But yeah, that was scary the other night. Just saw the uh, movie uh, about the suit's life. I didn't buy it, but I saw the title, Chaos Walking. It's like... No good! No good! No good! Just, you know, thought I'd mention that. What would you expect? Some Norman Rockwell film about him? No. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Yeah. He would, I mean, yesterday he was telling everybody to buy stock. I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> this is our guy. This is our guy. We'll be hearing about that. That why you regret that in about uh, two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I've got a tip. <laughs> I know people. What? <laughs> you know people? Do you really? <laughs> uh, I know people. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is our guy. All right. The Olympics will begin on Friday with the opening ceremony. Matt's all hyped up. Um, was criticizing me for not being into it until I reminded him that he was going to be actually going to Lisa's family and would not be able to watch it himself. That was a sad moment. But in my defense, she's also disappointed we're going to miss some of it, too, because she's excited for the Olympics, as I am. Well, no, I mean, I'll watch the Olympics. I I, I love watching No, but she likes the opening ceremonies, too, like me, besides the games themselves. Is there going to be a race of the flags to see who crosses the line first, or...? <laughs> Well, I'm just more curious this year of any years because I don't know how they're going to do it with all the COVID restrictions. But even so, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll give myself a, a little bit of a breath of fresh air once I actually see them go on as planned with everything well, we've been hearing lately. Well, they'll go on as planned. I mean, they will go on as planned. All right, they will. I have no issue with that. That will happen. You know, will there be hiccups along the way? Sure. But it'll go on as planned. So I don't think I don't think that's going to be an issue, Matt. I mean, it doesn't mean there won't be 
some issues along the way and a hiccup here or there. But I think it'll go to fruition. You know, it'll be great to see Simone Biles compete. It'll be great to see some of the track stars compete, the women's soccer team.